What's up, y'all? A little late, a little delay. We had to get a guest list going, but episode three of the Simulacra podcast. I'm here with Antonio Mosby, a.k.a. TJ Mosby, a.k.a. YGSTJ. Give us a little introduction. What's up? Chilling, man. How you doing, Cisco? Good, good. Excited for this episode. Been waiting. We got to, just got to get a roll with it on. Yeah. So... Want to introduce yourself, a little background, let the people know you. You feel me? I'm 17, 17 year old artist. You know, as we are, we're just trying to make it in the world, bro. YGSTJ on SoundCloud, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Music, everything. You know, I just came to join my brother Cisco, you know, give y'all some information, drop some gems. You know, y'all know how that goes, man. Yeah, for sure. Go check out the music, for sure. Um, How'd you get into music? How would you, how old would you say when you, you were when you first wrote a song or first started seeing your interest in it? First wrote a rap song, I would say in third grade. Third grade, and then my first SoundCloud song, I would say middle of seventh to early eighth grade. So I think I've always been in the music, like a lot of people say they love music, you know what I mean? But I don't understand how people don't do it every day like it's people who don't listen to music every day and people who don't listen to music every hour of the day so that's when i knew it was like it was very important to me you know what i'm saying that's just yeah that was like at the age of 12 13 14 somewhere around there that's when i knew like music is something that i was good at and i wanted to do and you first started like recording songs in high school um well technically since i released it on stuff on soundcloud in middle school yeah but like professionally like trying to record I'll say uh, earlier this year, yeah. Okay. That makes sense. How do you feel about SoundCloud? Because obviously there's a, you know, a lot of opinions about SoundCloud rappers and everybody's really just trying to put their own stuff on there. Was that how you, how you got your beginning? What do you think? Yeah, about SoundCloud? definitely. Um, I came up, well, I didn't come up, of course, but what I'm saying is like, I came up in music, like through people like X, you know what I'm saying? Like blowing up on SoundCloud and Ski Master, Slump God, just people like them. And I'm like, wow, they're really like doing numbers on this app. And they were just going crazy. And I'm like, wow. And to think like they were just starting out too. That's what made me think like, wow, I need to get my music on SoundCloud or just like somewhere out because I want people to listen to it. And it was like, I say seventh, eighth grade, I'll get like 300, 400, 500 plays just from people at school. And I was like, wow, this, I could really do something with this. That was the thought process, but like my thoughts on SoundCloud is just like YouTube or, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, it's just another, it's just another place for artists to be who they want to be, where they want to be. And of course there's going to be good. Of course there's going to be like bad, even though that's, uh, you know, up to the listener. But yes, it's a great place, you know, and there's still people right now. That's the thing. There's so many new platforms now that we have the internet, we have technology for people to sort of explore those dreams and, and post their shit. Cause I can't imagine what it must've been trying to make music, you know, 50 years ago where now you could do it from home, post it on SoundCloud. It's a lot more accessible. Um, and seeing those numbers, you know, even when it's just 400, 500 listens, yeah. that shit makes you proud. You know, that's a lot. It's everything to somebody who just started. Like, Yeah. That's true. That's yeah. True. And when did you sort of decide that you were going to start posting on a more serious platform like Spotify and Apple Music? 
I say when I felt like my music was quality, like, you know what I mean? Like, and understanding what these streaming platforms like require, like as far as loudness goes, and as far as like how loud, like vocals should be in a mix or the drums and things like that. So once I realized like, hey, as a listener, what I would I listen to this on Apple Music? That's when I was like, maybe I should. Well, now it's time to get it on major streaming platforms. Yeah, because for us, for us who know you, you know we've seen the in, improvement in uh, in production. Phone days, yes sir, yes sir, yes sir. Yeah, the baby steps. You know, yeah. you started early, which is more than a lot of people can say. Absolutely. Um, and now you produce your own stuff. Yeah. So, like, as of late late June, early July. I was just really inspired and I was like, maybe I should just go and make music for myself just because like some of my inspirations, like, like Pierre Bourne, like he's, he started off as a producer, he started off technically a rapper and then he started producing and like people know him mostly like for Playboy Cardi or like Louis Vert and like knowing like it's people out there who do everything by themselves. It just makes me respect them even more. So yeah, most definitely. Yeah. I, was, I should just start doing this and see, see, especially seeing what I like and see if I, it's something I could change. And that, that sets you apart a lot more because, you know, when you probably when you just started writing your your music, yeah. you would like get free beats on YouTube or something. And being able to make your own beats makes your music a lot more unique and authentic. So um, that's another thing I wanted to ask you about, because being someone who's listened to your music since freshman year, and now that you know your quality is better and you're you're able to post on Spotify and Apple Music and all that, your style has changed yeah. substantially. So what would you say has contributed to that sort of change in style? How have you found your sound, all that? Honestly, I would say not listening to music. And I feel like when people listen to a lot of mainstream music or even like underground, they start to pick up on those things. Like, especially as artists, I know we could see like, people blowing up and were like, wow, maybe I could just make a song sounding like Young Thug, or maybe I could just make a song sounding like Playboy Cardi and it's gonna go crazy, right? But the thing is like, you gotta find your own lane. So what I would do is I would like no beat, just freestyle in my head and whatever, however I would flow or whatever I would think about, that's like the flow, I would, I would look for that in a beat or something, if that makes sense. So I had to stop listening to music to see how I wanted to make music. Cause, Cause you're saying like, if you listen to to like big music you would sort of be comparing yourself yeah like especially like like say like rico nasty right like rico nasty we know her for like screamo rap and things like that but like she used to start off making like like pop rap like people thought she was like on some cute girly stuff until she was like nah i'm not looking for that because she took the time and was like i can't listen to the things around me and she was like i'm gonna start rapping on heavy metal stuff so it's things like that that make people just yeah. like different you know yeah, 100%. Um, where, where, did you, where do you record your music now? Because you did a song with someone else. I don't know if they have like access to a studio or something. Where do you record your music? Do you do it at I home? Studio. It's, it's straight, straight bedroom. So I mix everything. I record everything all in my bedroom. Yeah. Okay. So I would like to go to a studio though, but like that's, that's very pricey, bro. Like 200, 250 an hour. Like if you like, I feel like it would take a lot less for you to, and I understand like engineering is not for everybody. Like I understand people don't want to learn how to, how audio works and how 
this goes here and how this affects that. And I respect that. Like if you're just a rapper or you're just a producer, you're like, yo, I want studio time. I think I'm gonna blow up. Like there's no problem with that. For, but for like people who like want to be involved all the way in the process, I don't think I don't think going to studios is the way to go. Like if you if you're really confident in yourself, just invest in yourself. You know, find out what you would need for a home studio and then buy it like on, on a budget, of course. And then like that should increase. And your music's gonna be a lot more personal too. Yeah. Do would you say? I mean, obviously, we're in like key years of our life in terms of maturing and everything. Would you say your music, lyric wise, style was has changed as you have changed? Yeah, most definitely. Like, I stopped caring, like, after middle school, people thought of me. Like, I would I I constantly ask, hey, what do you think? What do you think about this beat? What do you think about this? What do you think about these lyrics? And I was like, if I don't like, if I, if I don't like it, then I don't like it. You know what I mean? Like, if I like it, I don't care what other people think because I just know that somebody else is going to like it because I like it. And that's, that's the mindset you got to have in, like, doing anything, creating any type of art, doing any type, anything, actually, like, if you don't, if you don't like it, then other people automatically won't like it. Even if they do, it doesn't matter because you don't. That's basically. You sort of gotta have that that ego in yourself yeah. that sets your. If part. you don't, if you can't sit in, like, if, as an artist, if you can't sit in in a room full of people and just listen to yourself and try to promote yourself and delete it. Just stop. Like that's not you. But if you don't respect yourself, how are other people gonna respect you? Yeah. Um. Yeah. Definitely. So you were telling me earlier that you go on discords and you yeah. see like 13 year old kids producing and doing crazy shit. Is it sort of overwhelming to see that many people trying to make it in music? Like what do you learn from them? How, what kind of people have you met? Yeah. Uh, let me know about sort of the music community. All right. I think like, to be honest, no offense to rappers, but the producer community is just, like, much more open. And, like, it's, no, it's not really any egos. It's just a bunch of people who are trying to, like, boost each other up, like, give, give people sounds, give people, like, sauce on what to use on their beats and things like that. But, like, seeing, like, people 15, like, 16, like, doing things and getting plaques and platinum records, it's not, like, it's not, like, discouraging. It just teaches me, like, I have to work more. Like, there's this really famous producer. Like, he's, I think he's, like, 29. Yeah, his name's Kenny Beats. And he was, like, when you see, like, artists in my Discord, like, blow up or, like, get songs and get placements or work with DJ Khaled, you shouldn't think of it, like, wow, what am I doing with my life? Like, these kids are so much younger than me. You should think of it, like, wow, like, this could really change, like, in a year. So that's kind of the mindset I have now. Like, even if I see somebody younger than me blow up or if I see somebody, like, blow up out of nowhere or like live around me then it's not like wow what am i doing wrong it's just i just gotta wait simple as that you gotta you gotta keep doing your thing like some people really just get lucky like one big song and they're there but yeah. it, it might be a slow build-up that's sort of inspiring too so uh i remember we were in in zoology class come on uh and i was asking you uh, what sort of rappers you want to be like or who inspires you and you would you would just say you want to do your own thing you want to yeah. find your own sound and that, that was inspiring because a lot of people like like you were saying earlier they write their song and they're like I want to make it sound like this rapper because he's hot right now or whatever but definitely what sort of uh what people in the community inspire you in terms of big artists like okay so so I already said Pierre Bourne just because he kind of created his own sound and people are trying to like mimic that. Like a lot of like with 
like you know magnolia right like people are trying to remake that like synth type of sound yeah. uh nick mira he's i think he's 20 or 21 somewhere around there but he's at 16 17 he's producing platinum records so like when i wanted to learn how to make music i would look up to like nick mira a lot and just see what he was like ah, his process of making beats and things like that uh, another inspiration travis scott just because like even though he didn't create autosuit of course like everybody credits that with t-pain what he did with it was like totally different like, like he really reinvented trap music like before 2015 2016 it was none of that like famous like like mike dean type of guitar intros and sense that we hear now like in in rap music like not saying he started it but he's definitely like an inspiration to me kanye just because like what he's done for music is just it's just inexplainable like it's just crazy how much he always like he never really tries to sound like how he did on a previous album so i respect that and uh like okay as far as the engineering side alex to like he's a really famous engineer makes a lot of young thug songs a lot of uh childish gambino a lot of kanye and when i was learning how to mix songs and record he was just like a huge inspiration to me he was um he would just give out hints and teach um how to route tracks and how to properly record how to eq how to compress and all that and like he he didn't like for engineers it's not a one song thing right it's like it's literally a slow process so he's been working since 2013 and now he's just kind of like getting recognition so like that's very inspiring so yeah those um, are the people who inspired me what was that I can't be forgetting his name now. Ah, oh, the podcast. But the song "Laugh Now, Cry Later" with Drake. Drake. Who was the yeah. other? One? I'm sorry. Drake. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He. I searched him out. Isn't he like 30? He's like 29. Yeah, he's been. I, I listened to like Lil Dirt back in 2014. Yeah, it's crazy. Like now, he's just really like blowing up on like a rap. So that's really crazy too. Like you can always get better. You can always get more fame. Like it's. But that shouldn't be the focus. But it's it's, yeah. it's sort of insane to see those polar opposites, like kids having platinum records when they're still like in algebra two, yeah. And then Lil Durk, who's like thirty years old, and now he's getting big. So yeah. that's everybody has their own timing, you yeah. know. You just got to keep working on yourself and not not think about the rest. Uh, you've previewed being a, a close friend of yours. You've previewed us songs. You've freestyled yeah. for us in class. So you must write a lot. Yeah, when it comes to like dropping an album, you can only pick 10 to 20 songs. Yeah. And you have a lot more written than that. Yeah. What's it like sort of in the selection process? What you end up choosing, what you end up putting out there? All right. So for me, when it comes to music, I'm visual. So like if I see a picture, I can make a beat around the picture, then I make the song around the picture. Or sometimes I'll, I'll write a song based on a picture and then write a, a beat to match it. So like when I'm, if I'm structuring an album, I'm thinking of it like a movie. Like sometimes when I write songs, I think of how, how would I do this in a music video, like recap. Like, I, like that whole, I freestyled that whole song, no cap. Like it was just, I was thinking, I was, I was putting myself in a scene where I was in a music video. I didn't write any of that. And I was like, wow, this, so that's basically how I, I think of it. Like if an album's a movie, how is it going to play out? Right. And sometimes, like today, you wrote a song and produced it in a day. Yeah. But some some songs must take you more than a day. Some songs might take you like a week or. And that's the thing too. Like, 
that just comes with time. Like you, you think about like people, you're like, like for me, like it may like seem cool, like to produce and write one song in a day. And then you have people like Lil Wayne who's recording 30, 40 songs in a day. Right. So it's, it all just comes with practice, really. Practice, and maybe and like I would say just being like fully comfortable. Cause if you're not writing about you or like what you've been through, what you think is cool, then you, it's going to take a long and time. And so before you write a song, do you have like some sort of inspiration from something you did that day or do you just sit down and start brainstorming because do you get like the name of the song and then you write about it i like to keep it natural right so like what it means for me is natural is all feeling so like whatever i'm feeling from what i'm making like sometimes i'll play with a chord progression and i'm like wow this sounds really bouncy so i'm gonna make sure my lyrics are bouncy or like wow this sounds kind of sad i'm gonna like just just like flow with a melody in this it really just, I base most of that on music. I don't try to think too much because I feel like if I try to think too much, then it takes away from like the, the art, if that makes sense. So now now that you produce your own beats, yeah. you don't get that sort of surprise. Like somebody shows yeah. you a beat and you're like, okay, I like this and you start writing to it. Now you know exactly what you're about to write to. Does that make it more difficult? I would say, producing my own music now is like when you were five years old or however old you were when you found out Santa Claus weren't real because like there are there are certain beats where producers are like wow I really wonder how this was made but for the most part like over these past I would say six seven years like every clap pattern is the same everybody uses the same 808 everybody like has that same one five six four chord progression like it's just now it's just for me like after I learned how to do all that how do I make it my own? You know what I mean? Like, I would say like a Nick Mirror and Internet Money, right? So like they came up, they blew up with Juice World, and then with Juice World came like the emotional rap. So like that's how they changed the game in their own way. So now I'm just trying to see like how can I, like what people like like what people around me like what can I do to change what's going on in rap right now? That'll be my and Internet Money just rap, dropped music. an album. Yeah, exactly. Which is pretty far in my opinion but um damn i forgot what i was gonna say i was gonna mention something about how you make your your own beats now but um ygs yeah young gifted souls right yeah i have a, i have it on my phone right here hold on it's kind of like it serves as my mantra, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's what I it's what I try to live by. So for me, it's what it's what I stand behind. You know, we're young, we're getting money. We're young is getting success. Young get the souls, and we and we you got superpowers. You got superpowers. That was kind of like my main thing in middle school, right? So like, I felt like this was my like music is my superpower. Like whatever I do, I, whatever I put my mind to, is going to be crazier than anything else I hear. So yeah, this is, that's just kind of what I stand behind. So like, I'm gonna keep that on there. Do you feel like you'd ever team up with other rappers and give them YGS sort of like, like ASAP, for example? Yeah, most definitely. Like if, if I see it in you, like like if I'm ever at the point to where, and I don't believe in signing artists. We, we, could, we could talk about record deals, but I don't, I don't really believe in record deals. But yeah, I would most definitely be like, hey, you want to be a part of this collective and whatnot? And, I'll get I'll throw if if they want to like, cause I don't want to be like oh he's he's only famous because like if I get to that point I'm gonna be like he's only famous because of me like no if I 
if I invest in artist or producer or engineer anything, it's because I believe in them. At the end of the day, so you gotta you, have the same. You want to have the YGS on your on your name? You don't have to. You know what I'm saying? But that's just how I see you. If that makes sense. And they gotta have the same vision as you. You know, yeah. same mentality. You gotta, you gotta work. Like you gotta love it. Even even when but it's that's hard. another thing. Like when you become so involved in your own process of making your own music, you know, you're like you would you wouldn't go to a studio. You'd rather get your own supplies, make your music at home. Uh, you wouldn't want to sign to a record deal that's like you got to pump out this album by this day. Sort of that independence. Um, do you feel like you fall? Um, what's it called? Sorry, interruption. It's difficult. Um, fuck, that shit threw me off. Yeah, do you feel like, so where do you see yourself in the future? Like, could you maybe drop two albums in a year and then not write for a year because you feel like what you're putting out there isn't good enough? Sort of what, what does that independence give you? For me, right, so what I'm trying to do is I'm just trying to be like, I'm not, I'm not trying to be a one-trick pony, you know what I'm saying? That's why I started producing beats. That's why I started mixing my own songs. So, like, if need be, like, I could go out and send people beats or they could send me songs and I mix it for them. So like, no matter what, I want to stay involved in this realm, right? So like, even if it's just, hey, I need a melody, like I could, I could play a melody now. Like that was kind of the goal. So if I ever get tired of rapping or if I ever get tired of producing, like I could always have something to fall back on. And it's not like I'm going to fall out of love with it, but sometimes you just can't. It's something else you want to do than just sit down and write raps all day. And your dream, your like your main goal in life is the music, it is yeah. the rap. Everything about but it. Of course, we're, you know, we're going to college, we're seniors, and you want to study marketing. Do you think that yeah. sort of goes hand in hand with your music? Most definitely, because music is just a product. Like, you see these people, like, with, like, you see, uh, like, these record labels, like, they spend a lot of money on managers because they know, like, they need somebody to push the music. Like, Brent Fias is a, is a great example. Like, he's not signed, but, like, he's getting gold records. And that's because him and his manager... We're going on Spotify and they were looking up his monthly listeners. And then what they would do with that is they go out and they post and like play shows for like, so that was a, that was a great marketing strategy by his manager. And now Brent Fias is like super famous and never signed a record deal. I love Brent Fias. Exactly. Do you think, that's another thing, for example, right now, hopefully if this podcast goes, you know, YGSTJ goes up there too. But like right now, seeing 20, 30, 40 monthly listeners yeah. per platform. Of course, that's obviously something you're proud of. It's humble beginnings, but you're there. Um, but sort of social media, like likes, seeing numbers, all those things, do you think that affects people that are coming into music now? Like if they don't see the numbers off the bat, they just quit? Yeah, but what I would, I would like to tell a lot of people is that social media is not that important, bro. Like, like, like people aren't looking at social media to sign artists, like, believe it or not, they're looking at streaming numbers. You can get streaming numbers just through a lot of this music stuff. What I've learned over the past, like seven months is literally just connections. Like it's a lot of collection, a lot of connections, a lot of networking. So even if you're like great at music, like you, like you think you're making the best beats, you think you're making the best raps, like that doesn't matter if you don't know how to talk to people. So like that, that would be my, 
that goes for a lot of things in life though. Like you need to network. So if you're not, so if you feel like you're putting out a quality product, but you're not seeing those streaming numbers because like you don't have a lot of a high social media, like who cares? Like go out and network, like go out with people in town who make music or like go out to live shows, get people like, you know what I'm saying? Like spread your name that way. Yeah. It, so right now your strategy has sort of been posted on social media. Yeah. Have the people that follow you listen to it, have them spread it. Yeah. Do course. you ever like, as long as you're on your own, are you going to switch it up? Maybe because for example, TikTok. Yeah. Uh, our government doesn't like it, but for, in terms of marketing no, your crazy. music or a podcast, do you think you would get into that to start spreading it more? Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's the great, it's the greatest marketing tool out right now for music. No cap. I personally TikTok? believe that is the best way to spread music. It's Even probably because so many sounds like all you need is one sound like Y and J with Coochie man. Like, like he just got a genius exactly. in his Exactly. Like that's exactly. That's how I started listening to a uh, Lil Uzi Vert leaks. Yeah. Because I would hear the sounds and then I would go on SoundCloud and look for them. Or people who have made like memes out of their song, like they take a lyric or something, and then the sound blows up, a bunch of people start using it. Yeah. Um TikTok specifically has revolutionized the music industry. Like like, for example, you'll be scrolling through TikTok and you hear a sound you like, a song, and then you go on, uh, I say Spotify a lot, but that's just because that's yeah. what I use. And it gives you the number of streams. But always the song that comes from TikTok has mo the most streams by far. Like, uh, what's his name? Maybe uh, King. Even though his cousin is Kendrick Lamar, like, TikTok, like, blew it. Like, he has 3 million monthly listeners now on Spotify. 3.5 to be exact. Like, and he's going crazy. Like an hour in the soda, like sit on my face, I attacked and like, boom, he's just viral from there. Like that's, I was like, wow. And I think he's from, Ve from Vegas. Really? So, yeah, he's from Vegas. That other artist uh, from Vegas, Baby Keem. Yeah. He's not that much older than us either. Nope. I think he went to, he had, I'm not sure though. Don't quote me on that. Somebody told he me. had one song, Orange Soda, and that's yeah. what blew up. Crazy, what bonkers. Was that on, was that was on SoundCloud though, right? Yeah. And then went, got to TikTok and then Insane. Um, and then there's that other artist. His song is so catchy. His name's like Who Heem or something like that. The Let's Link song. Come yeah. on, Let's Link and do what I do. Oh. Even yeah. So, or whatever, bro. Like everybody has their own opinions. Like I don't like it, but like it, it's it, it blew up. Yeah. No doubt. That's the thing, though. Like, now that there's so many more platforms for you to advertise and, and make your music, there's also a lot more competition. Yeah. But, again, you doing your own sound is what is going to set you apart in the end. So, like, let's say, let's say you drop an album in, in a month and you have one song that goes insane. Yeah. What's your next move? If it gets, like... Hundreds of thousands of streams. What are you doing? I'm starting merch immediately. Um, YGS merch? Yeah. I'll start I'll start merch immediately, get that out the way, just so I wouldn't have to do it later. And then, because the worst thing that could happen is it sells out, right? It sells out, and then I will have to get more. So that's the worst thing. Second thing, I would just grow my following on social media. 
And the third thing, I would just start networking like crazy, like with a lot of engineers that I like. Because I think if, if, because, because at the end of the day, they're trying to make, they're trying to make money too. So I would network with them. Yeah. Yeah. And if you have that one song blow, that opens a lot of doors. Your music is going to be getting better. Um, with the merch, yeah. what's sort of your your vision with that? Are you trying to like spread YGS, like a movement type thing? Yeah. I would have like, even if the song only blew up, it would be merch for the album. Like, you know what I mean? Like it would be merch for the album. And then like, since I always like having like one-liners, maybe it'll be a hoodie with like one of my favorite lines from the album type beat. Yeah. Cause um, you, don't, you don't wanna be that one hit wonder. Yeah, yeah, no. Nah. And that's the thing. Normally, like, I uh, like just a year ago, I yeah. didn't really listen to music like that. Yeah, I would sort of just listen to the most popular song that an artist has. But you start yeah. listening to the whole album, and there's more than just one good song. Yeah. So I think using the merch to have people explore the rest of your music would be a smart thing to do. But like, there's even different levels to like the one hit wonder like thing because, because music and nowadays like social is so widespread, right? So what we may see as a, a one hit wonder, like they still have like hundreds of thousands of monthly listeners because those are still real fans that stuck around. You know what I mean? So yeah. Like, even if like I would say there's nothing wrong with being a one hit wonder, depending on like how you look at it, because if you make like, if you make consistent music and that, that song just happened to be the one to blow up, then, like, you're going to keep fans. They might not all get to that level, but your music is still going to get out there. Low Tech is really young. I don't, know if, I don't know if he's 18. But for a while, people thought he was a one-hit wonder with Ransom. Bro, I, I, I swear, I swear to God, I found him on um, Instagram because somebody, like, put him over an edit. Like, the, the thing had 20,000 views. And I'm like, who is this? And somebody was like, Low Tech, and it was Molly Girl. I was like, I got to test him. And I was like, yo, this is hard. And then I remember sitting in um, pre-cop with Ben and Sid, and he released Ransom. And I'm like, yo, this don't go crazy. And Ben was like, yeah, this is hard. And I'm like, yeah. And then boom, blew up. Like, but even though for a while that was like his one hit, yeah. he kept pumping out music, and he has multiple now. Like, his now, music's actually good. No features. It won't play. Yeah. Jake Bull and Russ are the only other two people to do that. No matter how you look at it, that's crazy. Whether you agree with it or disagree with it, that's insane. Young as fuck. With braces and shit still. Yeah. But like that that's what makes him authentic too. Like like he yeah. is he is. Like and I was watching Internet Money interview and they were talking about how like they put they put ransom to everybody and like every every major record label didn't want it. So they're like, we're just gonna release it. Even though Lil Tekka didn't sign with them, he was that's who he released it with. So Internet Money produced Ransom. Yeah, Nick Mirror did. Well, Taz Taylor. Taz Taylor is the founder of, Nick, uh, of uh, Internet Money. So he like he signed everybody, and then Nick Mirror made the beat, and then yeah. But they, but they were trying to get it out like to major like record labels, so then Tech could get could get signed and things like that. But they were like, no, we don't want this. Nobody wants to listen to this. And then they looked at him. They're like, yeah, we don't we don't want him as an artist. But Lil Tecca wasn't that big. How did he get such good producers? To be able to do a song from well that's the thing like juice world had 2000 monthly i think listeners on soundcloud when uh when i, for, I forget his name uh but he he signed internet money he found him and then 
he and Nick Mira made Lucid Dreams. Like, you know what I mean? So like, it, like this community, like, like producers are constantly looking for artists. Like they're constantly looking for the next big thing. Lucid Dreams was sampled. Yeah, it was. From another song. Still, um, got, uh, got a lot of money taken from him. But I think it was worth it, bro. Like, do you, do you ever look into other songs, like old songs to sample a beat? Or just doing um, the wrong thing. I like I like sampling, but I prefer to make melodies by myself. But I do like sampling. Yeah, it's cool. It's it's a fun thing to do. You know. Yeah. Um. That would be crazy if one of these days you just got one of those th thirteen year old kids from Discord and just well, started working personally. Even though Lil Mosey's already famous, like Blueberry Fago, that was a sample song. Even though it was crazy. But like, Blueberry Fago was sampled. Yeah. I didn't know that. He got he got big off of noticed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember we listened like, that, that's, that song blew up off TikTok. Like that's so crazy. And it wasn't even that's released when it blew up off TikTok. Notice blew up off TikTok? Hmm? No, no, no. That song, Blueberry Fago. That song blew up on TikTok. Oh, yeah. When it wasn't even oh, released. That's so that's crazy. And then he had to release it because it was getting so much traction. So he was like Everybody wanted it. Just drop yeah. it. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's how I started listening to some like low Uzi leaks and shit. Started seeing them on TikTok, not on SoundCloud. Um, Playboy Cardi leaks were all over TikTok. Like the first like. Playboy yeah. Cardi's an interesting case because I remember when, when he started tweeting out like the Monday shit and yeah. whatnot. Everybody was the ultimate troll, bro. Him and Uzi are ultimate trolls. But like, oh, I, yeah. first, I think, I think Cardi does it on purpose. I think Cardi leaks his own music on purpose. How does music get leaked? Like, how would that even happen? Hackers, bro. Hackers are crazy. Hackers go. They can. Like, I think how, hackers like, um, dropped Drake's whole last, like, Dark Lane demo tapes. I think they hacked that whole thing. That's crazy. How do they do it? They just be at them computers, bro. That must suck for the artist, though. Cardi's marketing is leaking his own music to get it out there, to keep his name alive. That's what I think Cardi does it on purpose. But if he's if he's leaking it, he's not really getting the same amount of money he is than if he posted it himself. I mean, you're right, but, like, I don't think he needs it. Like, I think he just wants to keep his name up there. So when he does drop something, because, like, his last album was, Dialit was crazy. So, like, I don't know how, how, how he's going to top it. That's yeah. another thing, like, when he started gassing it up on Twitter, like he was going to drop it, whatever. He never did. And then some leaks started coming out, and he's doing that baby voice, like worse than it was on Pain 1993. What are you thinking of? Are you a fan of baby voice, Cardi? I don't know. I don't think so. Like, I feel like, again, like we were talking about this earlier. Yeah. Sometimes, like, I probably i think the baby did it like they switched their sound mm -hmm. um they drop a new album and it's a different sound and everybody start hating but it, it catches on like over time yeah but with with cardi i'm like would i give the baby voice a chance yeah. like it's just a change in his music i don't think so like a, i remember for me where it works like molly like look at e domination like that's where like it could be used but yeah. Like on Pain 1993, it just didn't hit. Yeah, it didn't hit. Especially not when, when Drake was going crazy. And the beat was nice, Drake too. Was crazy, bro. Like, 
I don't care if you hate Drake. Drake has never like been been like the worst in the feature. I, I will glad I will say that with confidence. Like yeah. Drake is like one of the best feature artists. Drake drops straight bangers. Yeah. Always. Never misses. And what's what's interesting though is that like Drake gets people to feature on his songs yeah. that are like up and coming. You yeah. look for like those young artists, like for example, and the fact that he can do any sort of style. Like he put Fabio yeah. on a like a sort of drill song when he wasn't even really big like that. Yeah. I I started listening to all those drill artists because of Pop Smoke. He would be he would like shout them all out. It was cool seeing it transition from UK to New York. It was cool seeing that. Oh yeah, because it's like I it's so it. funny. The UK drill music is so funny to me. There's a few UK um, rappers I actually like listen to. Like, like it's this dude named I'll I'll send them to you. But like it's a few like Octavian, Lancey Foe, like like Lancey Foe is kind of like a British Cardi, but Octavian's the one that did the Poppy Chulo one. No, that's I love that song. I think he's on it. Who? Skepta. Skepta's an OG in the rap game, bro. He's like 39, I think. He goes crazy. I'm searching up right now. Yeah. Because I've heard of Octavian before. I know what you're talking about. Like, oh, that blew up yeah. on TikTok. See, that's so crazy, bro. I remember listening to that song before TikTok. Oh, yeah, Octavian is on that, though. But it was Skepta singing the, got this pretty ting. Yeah, like, you go to, you go yeah. You go to Octavian Spotify. Yeah. Three like almost four million monthly listeners now. Poppy Chulo has twenty three million streams. The rest got like five, seven. He has one with fifty one million. I don't know what song that is, but yeah. it's some it's some UK again, like really could go toe to toe with like US artists, like if they yeah. wanted to. Um, another thing, I, I again, sort of trying to learn from you because you know yeah. more about this whole music thing, but. Artists normally like separate themselves into the cities they come from, yeah. like Polo G from Chicago, New York obviously has like a boogie, Pop yeah. Smoke, Vegas. Yeah, it's living here for a long time. It's a growing city. Yeah, what do you think music is? Again, Vegas. When people think about Vegas, they just think like casinos. Yeah, like living here, we know it's not just that. Um, and as a growing city, do you think we're going to finally get like our own culture now that we have like sports teams? How does music play into that? Oh, that's interesting. I would say sort of no, like, cause we're so close to Cali. So like, we're kind of just like one big, like, I, like listening to like some Vegas, some Vegas rappers, like I would just listen to like on SoundCloud or something. And I could tell like a lot of them are like Bay influence, you know what I'm saying? Like, so I don't know if it's going to be like a specific sound of Vegas like it was in, um, you know what I'm saying, like New York, like a place like New York, you know what I mean? We're or just even like, like or, or even like Florida, like, you know what I mean? I'm not sure. Yeah. And there's also like that, um, I don't know what, what the type of music is called, but more like from Louisiana, like yeah. Youngboy. Yeah, Actually, like, I'd like to ask you about that because yeah. Youngboy gets a lot of hate. And I'm not like I'm not like a young boy fan. Yeah. Um, I've I've st I've stopped listening to a lot of rap, but like it's not like his songs are terrible. Yeah. You know, it's not like you can't listen to him. Why do you think he gets so much hate though? Uh, I would say 
it's more like meme related like you know like because like it's the, with the baby it's the same way because it just seems like the same song is being put out over and over and over again so it's like like i get it it's a formula right so if it's if it's not broke don't change it but i think that's like the main reason it's just like repetitive. and he also he drops a lot of music yeah like almost too much that's what man like just dropping everything yeah like my favorite artist is a or rapper i guess is a boogie and like in some interviews he talks how he has hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of songs and for his latest album artist 2.0 he only picked you know he picked 20. yeah um so how often do you think you're gonna obviously this year you've already dropped two albums yeah you're thinking of dropping something else by the end of the year do you think you're going to start slowing that down? How often are you going to make new music? Nah, bro. My plan is just to, like, stay in rotation. You know what I mean? Like, if it's not a song, like, directly by YGSTJ, it's going to be a song produced by YGSTJ. It's going to be a song mixed by YGST. Like, that's the goal to just keep, like, being in all of these realms. That's why, that's why I try to learn so much, like, every day about how to just keep getting better. You know what I mean? And also, since you're not really, like, big like that yet you have to keep putting out music until one of it goes yeah um the goal is always quality first quality over quantity any day in any quality over quantity it's like if you're dropping trash songs and like five of them are good just drop the five start it yeah like if you're dropping if you're dropping an album and you yeah. know there's only like two or three bangers but you know that they're like bangers bangers like an ep like as simple as that yeah, and then you're just basically putting in like 15 placeholders. Like, especially if you're not at the point where you could like have throwaways. Like, you're not a Drake, you're not a Uzi, you can't, you don't have that wiggle room yeah. where people are gonna just like it because of who you are. Yeah. yeah. Uzi was also interesting because he didn't drop an album for what was like three yeah. years. That was um, label struggles, too. I think that's what it was. Yeah, he was like. Three million dollars in debt to his label, I think. That's what they're saying. Half of those songs were like already leaked too. Yeah, yeah, too. But people were so disappointed when it came out. They were like, three years we expected better, and then it grew on to everybody in like a month. It's like, what do you? What exactly did you expect? Like that's always the best question. Like when people think of Uzi, they think of 2016, right? They think of like all the good times. So like a lot of times with an artist people would think back to their to the times that they were in instead of like the music that the artist is making. That's why I think a lot of people are like, oh my gosh, Uzi. Like, bro, did you expect the whole world to change? You expect to just magically go yeah. back to 2015? That's not how it works. That applies with, that applies with everything. Like people yeah. just aren't open to change. But the second you just like dive into change and join the dance, it, it, w- it was good regardless. Yeah. Here's here's something though that we can sort of relate to. Yeah. Me starting a podcast, yeah. not big, and the number one thing about a podcast, some people do it differently. Like a comedian can do a solo podcast. I'm no comedian. Um, I don't really have that ability to just talk for an hour on my own. So yeah. of course the biggest thing for me is getting guests. But not having that sort of credibility and reputation, how do I get people that want to come on? That's not just like people I know, like friends. For you, 
do you think like featuring on somebody else's song somebody who isn't like who's not huge but a bigger artist has some sort of following how do you reach out to them how do you make those connections how do you get them to feature with you how do you feature with them are you looking uh to that in the future what about, let me know about features in general to help yeah. you grow a huge part of that first is like yeah you should be growing with people around you like um like Metro Boomin and 21 Savage, like they were in that, they were in that same realm, right? Where they're like, they're a producer rapper duo who, who like blew up together, that type of thing. So organic connections are always great. But if you feel like there's nobody in your city who, or like state anything, who you feel like you're on a whole different vibe, then I feel like it's nothing wrong with not wanting to be on other people's stuff. But, but I, like for me, it's not it's not really hard for me because I just I just enjoy music in general. But like it's some people who like literally only want like one like one specific sound. And if people in your town like people around you are like, nah, I don't really like that, then yeah, it could be hard to get features. But I would say in that aspect, just like get like I would say just make things together, like just just for you to both get better artists. So I would just say get artists around you for constructive criticism. Like not not like do you like this song, but like like a lot of things like with the technicalities of it, like um, is the beat too repetitive? Um, are my sounds too similar to other artists? Um, could the song be structured better? You know things like that. Because having yes man is terrible. I would never want to have a yes man around me because that doesn't push for any growth. Because because if you both have the same state of mind, if you have the same thought, like the uh, the same thought process, then it's not gonna it's not gonna work out yes that's crazy because that's one of the big big things for the podcast don't get don't get guests that think exactly like you because you're not going to learn anything from them you got to have again like you got to have a different artist so you can grow with it um something different uzi and cardi were like best friends i feel like they're trolling though they they got to still be homies um, even then they're still on completely like their music like I'm not gonna group their music together because like just hearing it is it's clearly completely different like you know what I mean like yeah. they, they work well together but they're still completely different artists and they complement each other well at the same time do you do you know anybody right now that you think is sort of that compliment to you or are you looking for honestly still looking for it like no cap yeah yeah because how i don't want it to be like you have four albums out yeah and it's still not there yeah, yeah, yeah. so like i don't mind the collaborative people around me but like at the same time i don't know if anybody's like pushing me forward you know what i mean like actually my like Bruno, like you know you know Bruno. like yeah. I, I rely on him a lot for producer advice because he doesn't make like trap beats or pop beats like he actually makes like real music like and he's getting into like sound design and like that's very interesting to me because that's what a lot of people like who uh like that's what a lot of producers who get sounds that's what they that's what they do they rely on people to make sounds so like for somebody like Varun like that's somebody who I rely on for like a lot of advice and Varun's gotten crazy at it yeah like listening to one of your first like serious songs run it up freshman year was that yeah that was crazy. And, <laughs> and Varun produced that. 
But you know, like, he recorded it, but like me and Luke were like, bro, throw it. There's a okay. We have a few songs that uh that me and Ver, that Varun produced like just him with me and Luke on them. They're not any good, of course, because like you know we thought we were good at the time, but nah. He was like, bro, this was he was like he pulled up the beat. He was like, bro, just just do it, and we did it, bro. It was like I think it was like a Twenty One Savage beat. I don't remember. Varun could be your guy though, in terms of sort of like a metro <laughs> boom. But, like, I don't want him to, like, because I, I know Varun, like, and I are, like, different paths with it. You know what I mean? Like, like where he wants to go is more of, like, the, the musical direction, like, in a sense of, like, creating, like, actual, like, experimental songs. I'm more, like, you know, I'm more in, like, the, the trap hip-hop range where I'm, like, I'm just trying to make my own lane in this because this is what I really like. But I do like experimental stuff. Like, I want to... I want to take some of like what the room listens to and like implement it, like as far as sound selection. Because your sound is gonna change yeah. in a year. Oh, gotta change. The sound stays the same. And, and not, and that's not because like, obviously it's already changed a yeah. lot. Um, just in the in the last one or two years, so you wouldn't be doing it off like pressure from fans like the baby, like, you're just naturally changing your shit um but merch what if would you start merch without really being big in music just making like sick clothes i if i was touring like just regularly touring like where fires was before he got super big absolutely like if i have a poor fan base like like it's like 10 20 10 15 000, like my, yeah i'll start merch and just pass that at, at uh stores yeah um it's sort of more complicated with COVID now, obviously, to do a show or anything like that. But before you, your uncle would like set up a stage. Yeah. Um, how does it feel to be up there and be able to play your own music? It's so much energy. Like, like I know a lot of people, like some people have stage fright, but for me, it's not like that. It's like, how do I contain all of this energy that I have? And like for people like you see artists jumping all over stage or like running like why are they doing that like bro you have to because it's like it's so yeah. much anxiety that's built up because you have to do this but it's like it's what you do but that's that's really like it's, re it's really crazy so like i applaud singers who could just stand there and sing their hearts out and just you know remember a choreo like I, I wouldn't be able to remember all that i would just be trying to get out as much energy as i possibly can yeah and that's that's sort of what's nice about it to see that passion that people have and like you said you got to believe in your own music yeah. uh you got to be yeah. able to listen to yourself it's really hard and delete it. yeah you got to be able to enjoy your own music how does that how does that work because sometimes rappers and songs will be like ten thousand for a show what does that mean does that mean they're getting paid ten thousand to do a show at a location like would you be able if let's say everything was normal in Vegas, would you be able to like get a small theater and do something even if people didn't know you like a gig type shit? Yeah. But when rappers say like rappers really only get paid for touring, touring, they don't get paid for anything else. They don't get paid for the album sales. They may not even get paid for the merch because that may get included in the deal. So they literally only get money for touring. That's why, that's why you always see rappers on tour. Cause that's the only way they make money, but that's a, well, 
it's not the only way they make money, but it's the only way they can make it without like it being a loan because record deals are just loans because they give you advances. So say I give you, say I give you a $5 million advance. All that is, is me saying on this album or however many albums you're going to put out, you need to make that $5 million back. That's why Drake makes so many songs. Like if he was able to go independent, that it would, he would just be, he would be way richer than he is right now. But since he's in that record deal where he's constantly getting advances, he constantly has to put out music. That's what's difficult though, because a lot of the rappers that want to make it and are coming yeah. up have nothing. Yeah, that's so that have to like it's nothing wrong with record deals as long as you know what you're doing. Like Twenty One Savage, he's in a record deal where he owns all his masters. So like even if he so even when he dies, his kids are gonna be able to get money from his music. So like he has a smart record deal, and there's a lot of artists like. That's why Kanye is going crazy on Twitter because he doesn't have any of his masters. So out of all the out of all the songs he made, out of all the things he produced, he's probably getting ten percent of that. Maybe not even. Just based off do you one. Think, do you think like record labels take advantage? Absolutely. Of like small artists that don't really know what they're getting into. Yeah, bro. Like people say, get a real job, but people don't understand that major record labels are signing two people a day two people and that's not even involved in like people in their subdivisions right so like say if i sign a travis scott say if i sign a cactus jack he's signed to a record label so i'm basically signed to that record label just because he is so i'm signed to cactus jack but he's signed to whatever deal he has so whatever money i think i'm making he's taking a portion of that and then the label that he's signed to is taking a portion of that but yeah, I definitely think they prey on people. That's why so many people making it out the hood because they know they don't, they have no sense of like, I'm not going to say self-worth, but like if you're living in a bad area and somebody tells you your music is good, you're going to make $3 million. You're going to take the $3 million. You're taking the first yeah. take it out. Yeah, you're just going to you're gonna try to get out of there. But yeah, I definitely think they prey. Yeah. And you're sort of blessed in that because, you know, you're always going to just trust in yourself yeah. and you're more aware of uh, sort of the cynical side of the industry. Um, I don't know why I'm forgetting everything, bro. It's like I got brain fog, bro. I got COVID straight up. Shit, I'll be going out too much. No. Oh, that's what I was going to ask you about. So, Rappers make most of their money from tours. Yeah. So let's say in a year, fuck it, let's say in a month, what it, whenever it happens, yeah. YGSTJ, you're big, you're going on tours. Yeah. Even though it's something you've not really experimented with, like you have that, you, you've had that energy when you went on stage, that lifestyle, what's it going to be like? Like having to travel to a city every day doing the same show, sort of exhausting it. But you know, that's I think it would be hard for anybody. I don't think anybody would gladly be like, I mean, at first, of course, it would look cool, but then you got to factor in like, dang, I got to play this many, this many songs I got to do. And then, then I have to go here and then go there. Like, I know it would be exhausting. So, yeah, I think it would, it would, it would of course, it'll be a challenge. Yeah. What's up? But that's something you're up for. Yeah. Man. I hope so. I hope to be able to see someone you meet when you're young and have that sort of passion. Cause that's the thing. A lot of, a lot of people these days don't really know what they want to do. Yeah. Um, and I feel like this quote would resonate a lot with someone like you who wants to have their own sound and be authentic in music. Like 
to truly know who you are, you got to let go of who you're not. Yeah. And we're not really given the time this early in our lives to figure out who we are, like what we want to do. Um, and it's, I, honestly, when I asked you the question, like, when did you first start writing music and you were like third grade, I was like, I didn't expect it to be that early. But again, sort of lucky that you were exposed to what you love that yeah. early. A, a lot of other people, though, they're just sort of like living in, in a system, not breaking out. Yeah. Um, that's sort of why we don't have as many arts anymore, as, as much music. Like how many people paint now? Right. Um, what do you think about that? How do you think music is going to look like in the future? Like you listen to music, fucking Mozart, you know, didn't rap nothing, but the amount of effort and talent it takes to write that, or just music 50 years ago was so different. And now a lot of artists have repetitive beats, like repetitive songs, it's the same thing. Do you think music's going to get worse in the future because of that? I think it's only going to get better. Like. Like, obviously, like, you have, like, these mainstream artists that people are pushing out, like, because, oh, my gosh, they follow this sound. But then you have people who are, who are like, being, like, actively different and, like, still blowing up on SoundCloud, like, Summers and BK the Ruler, like, where, where they're making beats and, like, they're making songs in, like, under a minute. And it's still so hard that it makes you want to repeat it. And then you have people, like, um, like people who make loops, like, Q-Beats and Palace. Like, they're actually, like, they're, like, they play the, like, they make beats as if they're classically trained on the piano so it's like it's sort of that that mozartish but in rap beats so i think it's only going to get better from here and it's really crazy like once you like learn about like um like who who makes music and like uh just actually because a lot of people are like yeah beats are repetitive but they don't listen to them like you know what i mean like they're just like oh this is hard until they go until you actually go in and you're like wow this is actually kind of hard to, if I was just to bring out a keyboard, it'd be hard to play, you know what I mean? And so sometimes I think it's it, like, you listen, well, yeah, I, I hope so. And like, sometimes you listen to a song more than once and yeah. you start realizing that there's like multiple layers of sound yeah. that you don't even notice because you might just be focused on like the melody or, or the bass, but there's multiple layers, like a ringing sound in the background or something. Um, and probably you who's, who started producing this year have sort of your producing skills have gotten more complex. You've been able yeah. to add more sounds. Um, let's talk about that quarantine. Yeah. We were talking earlier today about how a lot of people complain 2020's ass, whatever yeah. quarantine sucks, yeah. but you say you wouldn't take it back. Cause again, you've gotten more into music theory. Yeah. You're motivated clearly. So you've done your own research, you're self-taught, you know, you didn't take orchestra, like you yeah. taught yourself how to make the music. I only, play, I only played cello for three years, but like, it didn't really help with piano and all. Yeah. Well, shit, I don't know if I've ever heard a rap song with a cello. I play the cello. That would be pretty sick if they did that. But um, yeah, sort of, do you think without quarantine, you still would have taken summertime or something to get into it? Nah, I think... For a lot of people, like, quarantine was really bad because people are so used to living life on a, on a predetermined schedule. And that's not always the good case. Like, that's not always the best. Like, you shouldn't always have to constantly, like, work every day. And But I understand for some people, like, they need that schedule to function. 
But for me, like, I remember March, I was like, by the end of summer, I'm releasing at least one album. Like, that was my goal. But I was like, I wanted to sound really good, right? And then I was like, dang, but because of quarantine, I wouldn't be able to, like, get any studio time or anything like that. So around, like, so I would literally just be recording songs on my phone, just trying to get better at, like, writing songs and trying to, like, trying to, like, make every song sound different. I didn't want any one song. I didn't want this song to sound like this song and that thing to sound like so that was very important to me. And um, and then or I'll say about mid-April, I was like, how do people get songs sounding good? So I didn't even know like what, what to even search up. And I was like, um, and then I, I found this YouTuber, his name is Help Me Devon. And he explained like EQing and compressing and all these things and vocals that were like foreign to me that I could just like understand like that now. So that was a huge thing for me. Um, you know, I was like, what gear should I get? So PT, shout out to PT. He helped me with that. I was like, I don't know what to do. He was like, just get this program and buy these things. So then I started out with that. Then I was like, all right, but I know there are things better than this. So, you know, I had to have, have to get them how I had to get them. You know what I mean? And then so I, I went on to those programs and then I looked up like, uh, let's say, so I wrote most of the songs for Sorry for the Way in April. I would say a good 70%. And then the rest were written in May. But a lot of it was like, I would hear the beat, I would catch a vibe, then I would write. Like, I couldn't, I wasn't trying to fake anything. Like, I was, I was like, if I'm going to make an album, I need the energy to be all the way there. And then naturally, like, it kind of dissipated because I would have to record it and record it and record it and get better at, like, making and mixing my own songs. But, like, the emotion was still there inside of it. So like for me, and then and then like um, when summer like technically was supposed to start like June or July, I got like a lot of producers on my YouTube uh, explore page. I'm like, wow, I was watching them make beats, and I'm like, how how are they doing this? Like I, I had no clue what they were doing. I had no clue what a chord was. I didn't know how notes worked. I didn't know what I didn't like. I no clue about anything relating to music. And then um, I was watching this YouTube video by Andrew Huang, and he just like explained music theory and like at least what I needed from it in like 20 to 30 minutes. So then I would just just try to see how like major chords and minor chords work and things like that and how they relate to making people feel. And I was like, all right, now it's time to like, you know. And then surprisingly enough, like the hardest part for me, like starting to produce my own music was doing the drums, which naturally you think it would, it would come natural, but because like in rap nowadays, like it's so many sounds, like it's so many different snares and hi-hats and claps and perks like it, it could just sound like it all flows together and when you try to do it for the first time you're not going to get it so that was probably like i was always like decent at making melodies like I, I could always catch like a vibe right from what i wanted to do but then the drums are just the hardest part and then i figured that out and then i was like all right now it's time to try to make my own sound so from like i would say from august to now i'm just trying to make beats like just that i like instead of like trying to make it like because the thing with like um there's this, like alex to me right he was like the thing with tight beats is say you blow up because somebody used your beat they used a young thug type beat or whatever like that's cool and all but did they really need you or did they just need that type of beat and that's kind of how yeah. i started thinking about it like wow like why would i emulate myself to try to make something for an artist instead of having an artist trying to get a beat for me like because like I think a good example of that is like once again like Pierre Bourne like when you hear his beat you know it's his beat like you're not gonna think 
like, wow, this is like, this is clearly made for Young Thug or this was clearly made for Kanye West, like in Louis Vert. Yeah, yeah. Like you're gonna think like, wow, like this is his beat. So that's how I kind of like started approaching and producing now. Like if somebody's gonna hear, be on my beat, it's gonna be my beat and I'm not gonna make it for you. I'm not gonna be like, oh, you want, no, bro, this, this is what I have. These are the sounds that I like. If you don't like it, like you don't like it, like, um, like uh, Molly Ra, like he's a producer who works for Louisi a lot. Like he produced 20 minutes. And um, like whenever you hear one of his beats, like you, you'll know, like, you know what I mean? Like whether it's because of Uzi's tag or whether it's because it's like, because he uses sounds that a lot of people like don't even like would think to use because they're so weird. But that's how you know it's him. Like and a lot yeah. of people credit Uzi to that, but that's because he made that vibe. So that's kind of like my goal with the producing thing. And then as far as engineering goes, um, it took a long time because it's like, it's a lot to it. Like, it's still a lot. I don't know. Like, it's a lot. Like, I don't Like, if I was in a studio right now, I would know, like, how to, like, record an artist, but I would have no idea how to use the boards. Like, I would have to use the laptop. So, like, if I ever were to, like, use this, I would want to use a studio, like, just to learn that because a lot of people actually, like, mix outside of a laptop. Like, they use the actual um knobs in studio so i want to learn more about that yeah Yeah. using the sliders i mean and then it's a lot it's a it's a lot to learn so that was probably the hardest part for me and over quarantine was learning how to um you know record yourself but i would say like the greatest piece of information if it doesn't sound good it doesn't sound good like if you're listening it to it in a pair of headphones and it doesn't sound like it like it's funny to think about but it took me a long time to learn because i was like okay maybe the kick isn't just hitting in these headphones and if I export it and maybe it'll hit harder in my iPhone. No, that's not how it works. If it sounds good, it sounds good. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Like, Just find whatever is easiest slow. I would say watch like a lot of YouTubers on like if you're mixing beats or if you're mixing like vocals and songs, like just watch a lot of YouTube videos and if it sounds good, it sounds good. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Like, it's not gonna sound any better on a speaker than it does on headphones. Uh, maybe it may like be perceived louder, but it's not gonna sound any better. So that was the hardest part for me to learn. And what equipment did you get to start recording the music? All right, so basically a mic and then an audio interface. So all an audio interface does, it transports the, um, it turns, it just transmits it into audio from the mic. But sometimes you would have a preamp. So the preamp is how loud you would want the mic going into the, um, the interface. And then that would go into like it, it would transport digitally or or like if you're if you really want like a quality vocal you might buy like a compressor all the compressor does is squishes the waveform and then you might need eqs and all, all eq all eqing is is taking out certain frequencies so if i if i'm making a song right i know that i'm gonna have the drums hit drums hit from like 100 to like low drums, not like claps, but like kicks and 808s, they're 100 to 300. So I'm gonna take out that vocal, I'm gonna take that out of my vocal. And then maybe like those harsh frequencies are like 2000 to 4000 Hertz, I'm gonna take that out. So it's just really, it's really experimenting with your voice too, because um, the thing with like using a template to record your voices, it may not be for your voice. So like you have to understand like what frequencies sound best with your voice. So like for me, um, like my voice is lower, so I'm not gonna, try to boost all the high frequencies because that's not what makes your voice sound natural. So if you're thinking of like getting into engineering, I would say 
like if you're not an artist just get an artist and then learn how to record and learn their voice because that should that should basically be it it's it's so good it doesn't sound good if it doesn't sound good it doesn't sound good you know your shit you're talking about compression of waves and i don't even know um but it's it's crazy to think like well first of all sort of that quarantine boredom is what got you going yeah uh discomfort is a creative state you know sort of being in that mindset is what pushed you but again like the equipment that you did have to get the software all that you know tight budget it's not like you know you you've been working for years and you got saved up money you know you're working with what you got you're working from home you have to get things you know it it is what it is you gotta gotta do what you gotta do and all this shit you're talking about so much you've learned about sound and producing and music is basically from a lot of google searches yeah it's all youtube bro like like if you want to go to like a full cell or something like and learn like engineering but I've, what i've learned from that even though I, of course i haven't attended there is like people who go there and says yeah it works in the perfect situation like it works if you have everything set up in the studio right so like i would say don't work don't rely on school to teach you all these things because like you have youtube youtube is like the greatest i think now That's, it might be the greatest teacher of all time you know like arguably. i mean i'm not saying I'm not saying, hey, people stop going to university because yeah, you can learn everything on the internet. But it's crazy how much information is just out there for free. No. Not bad for this light. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Minor inconvenience. But yeah, like, it's not like you're a 22 year old college student who's like getting their degree in music theory. Like, this is all. YouTube videos and research and putting your own work into it, but it's all free. Yeah. Uh, again, like what I, what at least my opinion on it, and I'm glad, you know, you knowing more about music, you like think for the future, it's going to be better. But like, again, like people that are less inclined to sort of chase those dreams because they think it's a lot of work yeah. or they think they just, they're not going to be able to know enough, but yeah. you like in a summer, doing your research on YouTube, look at what you know, and imagine what you'll be you able to accomplish. If you want to be really good, but if it feels like work, then it may not be for you. Like, right, exactly. Like things you think are like, wow, I really, this is really hard to learn. And I'm gonna put, but if it ever feels like a burden, then just give it up. It's not for you. Like if you're, if you're doing what you love, you don't yeah. have to work a day in your life. Yeah, um, that's yeah. But do you feel like people really notice that? Because how many kids do shit that they don't care about, they're not interested in, but they're doing it just to like have that safe and sound job? Yeah, bro. Like, you gotta you gotta realize, bro. Like, life is about taking risk. Like, and if you're not happy with the risk that you didn't take, then maybe risk risk what you what like maybe go for that dream that you thought you couldn't go for. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's no like because people have to eat, bro. Like, not everybody is gonna make it in what they think they're gonna make it in. But like at the same time, you shouldn't stop doing that because you're not getting money for it. You know, like if you wouldn't do it for free, then it's not your passion. Exactly. Exactly. Like, 
that's 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 how I started to sort of discover my passion. It's like, what would you do if there was no such thing as money in the world? Yeah. Like, how many people would still do what they do if they weren't getting paid at all? Like, let's say you didn't need money, would you still be doing what you're doing? Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, when I, like when I started doing this podcast, I remember I recorded the first episode again, like even with this episode, like getting used to the whole talking on camera thing, it's a struggle. It's also difficult doing it over a Zoom call, you know, like quality isn't the best. It's not the same as being with someone, but it's like, I still had that excitement to just get started, yeah. even though I knew it wasn't going to be like top tier. I knew it wasn't going to be something as to like, until I got like a, a solid microphone, whatever. Yeah. But that excitement is what made me realize like, this is what I want to do, you know? And just like editing it like a simple ass thumbnail. Yeah. Like, again, like you go on my channel, you see two thumbnails that they're, they're the same thing, just different names. Like, but I did like 20 different designs. Yeah. Or I went through my logo like 20 different times. As simple as it is, like you, but again, as much time as I spent on it, it's yeah. like, it didn't feel like work. Yeah. And so even more with music, you might yeah. write 20 songs or more, only pick one or two. And it's not like, oh, I wrote 18 extras. Like it didn't feel like work. Like, and that's the, the best part of, it, of learning anything is the learning process. Cause once you have it, you're like, all right, it's there. Right. But like, if I could, I would literally want to go back and relearn everything because it was just such a, even though I, I know I have way more to learn, but learning that stuff, especially like if I were to talk to myself in February about the things I know now, I'd be like, whoa, you know what I mean? Like I, I would go back, even though I know I have a lot more to learn and a lot more to experience. It was just so fun. Like just learning the basics because I barely even scratched the surface. You know, it's a lot of stuff I still don't know. That's just going to be crazy that since you've already been uploading music, since you record stuff, you're going to be able to look back in a year, two years and be like, I improved a lot. Yeah, like the thing I recorded today, I know in like five, six months, I'm going to be like, wow, that was garbage. But like, that's not the point. Like, because you cut, like you consistently get better. Like, that's the point. Of course. And that's, that's another thing. Like, as you record your music, you're yeah. not going to see an instant change. Yeah. But like when you look back on something you did six months ago, you're going to, you're going to say, yeah, that was garbage. But when you make the new thing now, you're not really going to see a difference. It's like, it's like going to the gym, you know, you go for, you go every day. You're not going to see anything. You're not going to see any change day to day. But if you take a picture now and then you take another picture in six months and a year, you're going to be like, damn, I didn't even notice. Yeah. Um, and that's what's, that's what's kind of beautiful about this, especially starting this young when we still, we can't really say we've lived life. We can't really say we got experiences. And so starting this early, doing what we love, is going to be crazy looking back at it, you know? I already felt that way about my first album. Like, there's so much I learned that I, I would say there's no right or wrong. But in my case, there was things I could have done better like in mixing and recording like the first the whole first album and i just look back i'm like people like this but like yeah. this is garbage and like, what's that that's it what's that like um because again 
with social media in general, yeah. like the amount of fake support that's there. Yeah. Um, what's it like to sort of post it to all your followers and friends and be getting that feedback? How do you know who's, and again, this is yeah. not by any means an insult. And I know you're not going to take it that way because you love what you do and you're passionate about your own music. You don't give a shit about what anyone else thinks. But again, sort of only seeing that positive feedback. How do you know people are being honest with you? Do you even care about it? Um, what's that sort of support group like? That's why I have people like uh, like Tajay and Varun around who like who have been mixing. Like Tajay's been mixing songs for six, seven years. Varun's been producing music for as long as time, basically. So like when I, I make sure to send things to them and they're like, hey, maybe make this kick louder. Hey, maybe EQ this better. So that I keep I keep people around like that who like know what they're who like know what they're talking about. Even people who don't know what they're talking about, like like people who don't listen to rap. I'm like, hey, what do you think of this? Or like, you know what I mean? Just to just to get like an outsider's opinion. And they're like, oh, this is pretty good. You know what I mean? So like, yeah, I know there are always gonna be fans, and I know there are always gonna be haters. But like, the the haters are important too. You know, like they're they're they don't hate their music for no reason. Like, and even yeah. if you make it and say they might not be hate, it might just not be for them. And you shouldn't try to make music for them, but get an outside opinion, like for like the baby. Like I know it's a lot of people like the baby, right? And like those bouncy 808 patterns, but it's like people are like, wow, this is like it's cool. It was cool at first, but now it's just repetitive. So we're like, some people may see it as you're hating. It's like, no, it's just constructive criticism because they're just tired of hearing it. It's not for them to hear it over and over again, you know? And that's the thing, like, there's so many different genres of music so many yeah. different music tastes you can't make something that's for everybody yeah exactly uh but it's good that you know people that have experience in making music and you know like if you were to send me or any of our other friends a song you know a f shit i'm gonna be like it's my boy it's gonna be hard no matter what it's like i i won't really be able to tell you you know like the eq this yeah that like make this uh, laugh yeah, I know what you mean. And again, being in those discords with people that also know what they're doing, yeah, they're they also give that more specific feedback that yeah. we would not be able to give you. Um, and sometimes then saying they don't like it is what's gonna help you grow most. Yeah, because if you're if you if you're ever questionable, right, about something you're releasing, right, if you're questionable about it and other people don't like it, don't release it because even if other people don't like it that shouldn't change how you feel about the song. That shouldn't change how you feel about it. You should be like, nah, bro, this is, this is going crazy. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I remember 2017 after Playboy Cardi's freestyle, but it was like, he's so trash, he's so garbage. He was like, I don't care because I think I'm hard. And then he's like, he's, yeah. really, he's really still going crazy after that. Like, he's going crazy. Got to be passionate in your own thing. Yeah. Uh, do you, these sort of Discord communities, do you ever share things you make before you release it? uh not things like i release but like say like if it's like if i make a, a melody loop i'll be like hey what do you guys think about this and they'll tell me like hey maybe like add some more like tape saturation to make it sound more realistic so it's just like i just look for honest feedback there like what like and i and you shouldn't ask people for for like criticisms like if they if if it's just like what do you think of it like you should always have a goal for it like hey does this piano sound realistic or hey does is this guitar loop like uh have enough layering to it like it, you should always have a reason to ask for feedback but yeah that's yeah. that's what i'm trying to use it for 
I hope, I hope if anybody is able to stick around for an hour or as long as these podcasts are, I hope they can also give feedback on it. Um, for sure. Uh, your family. Yeah. How's that support? How did you first tell them about it? How do they feel about it? Let me know. Well, my parents have known I've been rapping since middle school. So they always kind of like, every time I release something, they would go and play it and be like, hey, my mom would be like, hey, TJ drops on something. Like, and they'll just play it. So it's been kind of cool. And then like, they tell my whole family, hey, hey, TJ just dropped the album. So it's, it's weird, of course. Cause like, I'm not yeah. thinking about y'all when I'm making this. Like, <laughs> like you know, yeah. <laughs> like, like my uncle called me, hey, Hey, I'm bumping Miss Parker in the car. I like this. And it's like weird because like, bro, like go listen to something. It's, it's not listen to something else, but it's like, thanks. Like, you know what I mean? But it's it's cool to have a family who like, even if they don't like your music, they're like, wow, keep like keep going. You know? Cause they're able to see past what the music is and it's just like it makes yeah. you happy. It's what you're passionate about. Like always if you're gonna whatever you're putting a hundred percent in is what you've got to be focused on. Um Doing better with something that you're not putting that same energy in is a waste of time. But that's that's good that your family supports it like that, and that they be bumping it in the car. Yeah. Um, in middle school, though, do you think they really took it seriously? And now, like now being 17, like gonna be an adult, like, and they see that you're still doing something you started in middle school. Now it's like, okay, he's actually chasing it. But in middle school, do you think they just shrugged it off? Uh, I think I was consistent enough for where it was just like another hobby. Like, you know what I mean? Like it was just another football or track or something like that for them. So I don't think they ever thought it was going to go away. But you played I football. Think, yeah. Um, did you ever like, would you ever say you were actually like passionate in sports? Because you're, you're a good athlete. Yeah, but it was never really about the sport. You know what I mean? It was always like the deeper meaning behind it. Like, I feel like I could be. I, could, I feel like I could be better than I am. So if I'm ever in a situation where I'm not constantly trying to get better, then that's when I know I had a good run. I have to stop doing it. Yeah. So that's how I felt when um, I just didn't want to be better at it. So I was like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be on a team that's constantly trying to get better if I'm the only player that's not trying to get better. Exactly. Well, hopefully this COVID stuff passes so you can do a show. Yeah, for sure. Um, that's how, you know, a lot of artists blow up like that. Like they're just sort of big in their own city, but across the country, like nobody knows them. I'm Uzi, sorry? Uzi blew up that way. He, uh, like Lyrical Lemonade, like, you know, Cole Bennett, like who does a lot of people's music videos. He hit, even though Uzi was like popping, like after that show with Lyrical Lemonade, I think in Philly, he, Money Longer just went crazy. So yeah, shows, shows too. Shows could blow you up for sure. And like Pop Smoke, for example, maybe not the best example because rest in peace, unfortunately, he wasn't in the music game for that long. Yeah. But he was only big in New York. Yeah. Nobody else really knew him. And of course, the drill scene is really only big there. Yeah. Um, what do you think of Pop Smoke? Because obviously his shit's hard, but when you listen to him a lot, like in terms of being like a rapper and like a someone who's lyrical, he's not exactly the most talented like his music's crazy like there are some people that you could for example in terms of being a good rapper like i think juice yeah. world's sick yeah but i'm not like the biggest fan of his music yeah so uh, 
you got to think a lot about lanes, right? So Pop Smoke, in my opinion, made great music. And the reason he made great music is because he understood spacing in the track, right? So like you have your Juice Worlds who go literally bar for bar for bar, like on every bar, like, no, 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 no. And then you have your Pop Smokes who's going to space out the track a little bit. And you see a lot of people uh, trying to take that cadence now where it's like, woo, like for a whole bar where most rappers yeah. are trying to like fit in uh, like a few syllables here, a few syllables there. So I think he was he was very different in the fact that it was less about him than it was about how the song felt. And I think that's why a lot of people like Pop Smoke's music because he wasn't trying to rap. He was just being himself over beat. And he wasn't, he wasn't a rapper. Yeah. Like he had one, like, the, I'm pretty sure his story was like, he, he was in the studio because his friend was ma- making music. And then he was alone in there and he just recorded some shit off the dome like in 20 minutes that wasn't even serious. And his friends were like, this kind of hard, yeah. got into it and then went crazy. But that's a skill um, so, too, as a rapper, like understanding when to rap and when to like let the, let the, uh, the beat breathe. I think that's something Pop Smoke mastered before he passed away, because he he was really he would really ride a beat, but it would, he wouldn't have to speak every time for you to be like, "Yo, this is hard." He wouldn't have to go on had, every. He also so, had the voice. Yeah, almost crazy. But yeah, like that's crazy how for him, he's one of those cases where it happened really fast. Yeah. He wasn't like a rapper before; he was learning as he went. And he was also lucky to have like a lot of big rappers that like mentored him and guided him. But he's also someone who had like a huge, obviously his post-mortem album was a way different style than like his early ones, which were just drill. Yeah. Um, Lil Baby blew up that way too. Like as far as you say, like blew up quick. Like he's been going crazy lately. Like I remember he was talking in an interview with Joe Budden how he like, his second time in the studio, he posted him rapping, and Gucci Mane and Young Thug were commenting on his stuff just because he was from Atlanta. And I was like, "Wow, that's really, that's really crazy to think that it could it could literally just take one comment, and then boom, like yeah. you're, you're in the music scene." So he was like, "That's when I started taking rapping seriously." And I'm like, "Bro, like that's that's real life." And the thing is, people who've been doing it for years, and it's like he just popped out, waiting on your moment. Yeah. But that for Lil Baby happened, for example, because of rappers and artists that were from his own city. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We don't really have that in Vegas. Yeah. Uh, do you think for the future, when you plan like moving out, like living on your own, are you looking for a city that sort of has that rap culture, music culture? Uh. That's a great question. I was thinking about that, like literally just applying for colleges to be like, you know what I mean? But I feel like it may be a little overwhelming in, in, a, in, a, in a worse way, you know, like you may be surrounded by so much of the same thing that you could turn into that. So I say, yes. I, so it's, it's, I was just going to say, you know, for me. like in Vegas, since yeah. we don't sort of have that, yeah. it's easier for you to have the independence. Yeah. But if you were somewhere else and, you know, there are people that are making it, but they're all yeah. doing the same thing, you're just going to fall on that. Yeah. Like, I uh, mean, not even I might fall in that. It's just like it may just get too repetitive for me. You know what I mean? Or just get to you in general, you yeah. know? Like, how do you stick to doing your own thing? Yeah. 
Well, I, I think we're going to bring it to an end here. Uh, I'm going to link all your stuff, social media, SoundCloud, Apple Music, everything for as many people as, as see this, you know, even if it's just one or two people that click on the link, go check them out. It's good music. Like we've, we've all gone on snap stories and there's a kid who's like dropped a sound or a, a song on SoundCloud. And you're like, mm, I don't really know. TJ's good, bro. TJ's talented. You guys see the mindset. He has the vision and he's really doing his own thing. And that's the sort of mentality that gets you to the top. When you think that, when you know that you're different, when you know you're doing your own thing. So go check them out for sure. Um, merch, bro. I'm hyped for that. I'm going to be re repping the YGS and yeah. Thank you for coming on, bro. Hopefully Thanks for having time me, we do an episode together. The music is on a different level. I, we we got we got to be in person for the podcast, bro. Joe Rogan stuff, bro. Please, I hope so. I hope so. We got I got to get a little mini studio going. Yeah. Um, but yeah, hopefully next time we do this, bro, we see growth in both of us. That's yeah. that's what this is all about. So thanks for coming on, bro. Thanks Thank you coming. to anyone who again stuck here till the end. And so we'll see you soon with the fourth episode. I'm frog, if you watch the through, F R O G, comment frog. Yes, sir. All right. Peace out.